This is Crime Connections, and we're your hosts. I'm Jackie. And I'm Leah. Again, we kindly request your attention as we bring forth an important focus on the upcoming episodes where we dive into the deeply significant and heartbreaking topic of missing and murdered Indigenous women. While doing research, I have come across many articles talking about the injustice and lack of protection from the government. I want to read a short paragraph from the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center's website. Current federal Indian law is often referred to as a maze of injustice. Ongoing federal intrusion into the sovereign authority of Indian nations to protect their people and create safe communities has resulted in perpetrators facing little, if any, consequences for their crimes including government and federal employees who oversee federal programs, examples such as boarding schools, healthcare services, military recruiters, etc., etc. The high rates of violence and murder of Native women and lack of accountability for such crimes are clearly tied to this federal intrusion and erosion of tribal authority. And the failure of the federal government in fulfilling its trust responsibility to safeguard the lives of Native women. Today, this crisis continues with the limited federal prosecutions of perpetrators and the high rate of federal case declinations by a United States attorney in crimes of domestic violence, sexual assault, sex trafficking, and murder in Indian country. Before jumping into this case, I also wanted to correct my lack of information, I can say, to our prior episode, um, my first Indigenous Women episode. We were talking about murder and tribal laws and things like that, and I misspoke and should have done some more research before speaking on this specific topic. Since then, I have done more research and just wanted to correct what I had said prior. The reservations have to follow federal law, like we had said before, but a lot of the time, Indigenous people have a hard time getting the help they need due to the local law enforcement, putting responsibility back onto the tribe law enforcement, or saying, well, you know, it's the FBI, they're supposed to be taking care of it, and then they don't. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the FBI will then verse, like, reverse it back on them and say, oh, well, the local law enforcement is supposed to deal with it, sort of thing like that. So it creates this constant push and pull of whose responsibility it is to conduct an investigation, which then results in the case falling between the cracks and then either it's not looked into for months and months or years or it's just forgotten completely unfortunately so murder specifically is a federal law so any murder committed on the reserve should be handled by the fbi but if the murder was committed off the reserve then it would be a local law enforcement responsibility but like i said it all becomes very sticky due to a lot of pointing fingers on whose responsibility it is to conduct the interviews and the investigation and all that so is it kind of like a struggle of power too? Like, do the tribal law enforcement do they want to be the ones handling it more than letting the FBI come in, or are they more willing to let the FBI come in? Oh, they're definitely more willing, from what I've read. It's more so. It's not even a struggle. It's more so. I don't want to deal with it, so push it off to local law enforcement. I don't want to deal with it, so I'm going to push it off to the FBI. Okay. And then it just keeps going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the tribal law enforcement. They are they have limited funds to begin with, mm-hmm. so their technology, their resources are so much more limited than our Got it. local law enforcement even, or the FBI, obviously. So it's more so they need help. Like, they cannot do it mm-hmm. on their own. And so when we're they're asking for help, they're not receiving it, or they're just getting the pushback 
constantly mm-hmm. like, oh, well, they'll deal with it. Oh, they'll deal with it. Oh, they'll deal with it. Oh, they'll, and then it just keeps going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we just need something. Like, we need help. Like, we can't do this our, right. ourselves. So it's just lack of resources, lack of manpower, you know, everything. We, the U.S. government has a lot more manpower than the tribes do. And, yeah. you know, so. Things they, that we probably take for granted. For and sure. they don't have access to. Exactly. That makes and it so, a lot harder. They struggle with that, which is why a lot of the times you read again and again mm-hmm. that the local law or law enforcement in general has failed them. Yeah. Okay. So then let's jump into the case. On Wednesday, December 2nd, 2000, Sharon Anderson, also known as Sherry, embarked on a mission to purchase Christmas gifts. She left her home in Stanwood, Washington, and had a series of errands to attend before heading to the mall in Everett, Washington. According to her husband, John Anderson, Sherry left the house at approximately 9 a.m. with the intention of returning by 4.30 p.m. They had plans to attend a dinner and motorcycle show at about 5.30 p.m., and she was supposed to get home early enough to get ready and then go because it, was a, it wasn't like in their town. It was a few towns over, so they had to drive a little bit. Sherry left in a green jacket, blue jeans, and white sneakers, and she also was carrying her purse with her. As confirmed by Sherry's daughter, Nikki, her morning errands consisted of visiting McDonald's, a routine she followed most days to grab a cup of coffee. After that, she planned to stop by Fred Meyer in Marysville to pick up some developed photos and then would proceed to Walmart and get some other things Mm -hmm. that she needed to pick up. Marysville, Washington would have been on the way to Everett, Washington. Marysville is about a 17-mile drive from Stanwood, which is where she's from. Once she had finished all of her errands, Sherry intended to make her way to the Everett Mall to buy Christmas presents. The Everett Mall is located approximately 25 miles away from Stanwood, Washington. Everett is a is in the suburbs of Seattle, Washington. So that's okay. like to give you a general idea of where it is. Mm-hmm. Between 5 and 5.30 p.m., John woke up from a nap only to realize that his wife, Sherry, had not returned home. Concerned, he began searching the house and noticed that Sherry's car had also not returned, indicating she was not in mm-hmm. the area. With a growing sense of worry, John contacted Sherry's best friend, Mary Rayberg, at approximately 5.30 to inquire if she had re- heard from Sherry or if she was over there, trying to figure out where she was. Mary informed John that she had not been in contact with Sherry throughout the day, which was not entirely unusual as she knew Sherry had planned on running errands. Because according to John, they talked pretty much every day. So mm-hmm. Sherry had spoke to Mary the previous day and Mary knew they were she was running errands, so she didn't expect to hear from her, so it wasn't concerning. Yeah. According to Mary and John, the lack of communication from Sherry was puzzling, though, because if she were to be late, she was a very reliable person, so she would inform others if she were, were going to be late or Yeah, even she, she would have sh- needed sent to go her husband else. a text. Yeah. Or call. Like, yep. hey, running late. Be there soon. Be ready. We got to go. Something would have been communicated, Mm -hmm. either to John or to Mary or even to her daughter, you know, whatever. In response to the unsettling situation, Mary, Nikki, and other family members mobilized and embarked on a search and retracing Sherry's expected stops for the day. At approximately 10 p.m., Mary made the discovery of Sherry's Toyota 4Runner at the Everett Mall. It was located parked near the entrance of Mevrin's department store. The car was locked, and upon closer examination, Sherry's cell phone and the firearm she carried for self-defense were found inside. Whoa. The family immediately reported Sherry's disappearance to the Everett Police Department, initiating an official investigation. It was mentioned a few times that the truck appeared to have been detailed before it wound up in the parking lot that night, but 
I didn't, I couldn't confirm that. And then also Mm -hmm. from the way they described Sherry, she seemed like a very neat person to begin with. So that doesn't surprise me really that Mm -hmm. she was very clean. Well, and the car just would have looked detailed, but it's because she kept it neat and tidy. Yes. And it was also reported multiple times that it was a newer car. So then it, it makes sense. Right. I don't think that's anything to bat your eyes at but i read it multiple times so i thought it was worth saying mm-hmm. that also makes me wonder if that was the case why in the world would they risk the chances of something being missed when they cleaned it and then just drop it at the place she was supposed to be going you yeah. know that's a very ballsy move to assume that you cleaned it perfectly enough that you left nothing behind mm-hmm. is kind of where my mind also goes because why would a killer just be like, you know what? I knew she was coming here, so let me dump it back yeah. to where she was supposed to be so it could be found easily. He he, or she could have leave, easily left it anywhere in the city. Yeah, or so even I, to really know where to leave. I mean, that was part of her errands that day. Yeah. So it's not unusual for it to be left Yeah. at the mall. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I just think that's a little presumptuous. Yeah, little. like it's not, yeah, it's not much. There's not much merit to it. Yeah. So, according to the police, there were no cameras in the parking lot to capture who dropped the truck off or who was driving the truck, which is very hard to believe because it was 2000 and security cameras were a very common thing, especially in the mall. Like, I would assume there had to have been security. I don't know. Them saying that just makes me... I mean, I can understand maybe not parking lot cameras. I can kind of understand that, but at least surveillance cameras in the mall i feel yeah, like even before the 2000 before 2000 entrance ways yeah had like cameras at least so some of the some of the stores may not have had them but you could see when people went into a store mm-hmm. or came out of a store exactly. or came into the mall in general exactly so i think it, i'm I, I wonder about that also we have come across the issue of there but they don't work yeah that happens quite often unfortunately so Which maybe that was so... something and they didn't want to admit it mm-hmm. because if you admit oh the mall cameras don't work people everyone gonna... go break in you know what i mean yeah. so maybe that was the situation so then the next day volunteers were gathered in groups of 10 to 80 people to search the area around the mall as well as nearby roadways parks bodies of waters and railroad trusses but Unfortunately, there was no sign of Sherry ever recovered. Friends and family printed thousands of missing persons flyers, which have been posted all around the Seattle area, especially all around Snohomish County. I'm guessing with that name, so sorry if it's mispronounced. (laughs) Uh, Police have remarked that they are very impressed by Sherry's friends and family's determination to find her. Because of the missing flyers, police frequently got reported sightings of Sherry, although most of them have led back to local women that looked a lot like Sherry. But sadly, the sightings are not related to Sherry's disappearance. In a few different reports, police claimed that no one saw Sherry that day after the morning hours and reported that the last confirmed sighting of her was by her husband john when she left the house that morning around 9 a.m so the information on this case is very limited and i couldn't find anything in regards to whether sherry ever made it to fred meyer or mcdonald's that day which would have been a very easy way to confirm or deny you know were there bank statements granted early 2000s i feel like people still use cash more than they did charge cards yeah but either way you know mcdonald's people they should have been able to confirm whether she went through well, in the photos that she was picking up, were they still at the store? Exactly. And there's no reportings on this, so I think that's hmm. kind of weird. I don't know if the police are keeping it in-house and they don't want to announce that they found the photos. But at the same time, what would that do? It would just confirm or deny yeah. she was there. Um, it would confirm her whereabouts and 
maybe even give the public a better idea. Time. Yeah. Of what happened. One of those things where when you see something or you see someone, you don't think it's imperative when you see it. But then when you hear about this case, you kind of think back on it like, oh, wait. Oh, I I did see this. I did did, see her. Mm hmm. And then according to the police, there was nothing in her car to indicate that she ran the errands. So there was no photos in her car, no shopping bags, no nothing, no McDonald's cup, um, nothing. And obviously, if she went into the mall, she wouldn't have taken all that because why the heck would you do that? That's a lot of stuff to carry. Sherry's credit cards, bank account, and social security number have never been used since the day she went missing. So they don't think that she ran away and, you know, started a new life. Mm-hmm. Police and family have checked all of the local pawn shops for Sherry's wedding set. Her wedding set was a custom design. So in the middle, it was a white diamond flanked by black onyx stones. Uh, the stones were set in gold, white bands, uh, but nothing was recovered. And it was a very unique band. A lot of people know of it. They showed photos. I couldn't find the photos of the rings, but they showed photos of it um, or what it would look like. Mm-hmm. But they didn't find it. Granted... If Seattle is that close to them, that's a big freaking city. Do they go to Seattle and search every pawn shop? I highly doubt it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you could, I think you could easily more get away with it if you went further from those smaller towns. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if they did. I don't know if they ventured to Seattle and checked. I'm not sure. I didn't read anything in regards to that they did. Even if her wedding set was taken, who's to say it went to a pawn shop though yeah some killers keep trophies mm-hmm. so it could have been it or it wasn't taken off her at all yeah they didn't take her firearm yeah or her cell phone i mean the cell phone i got kind of because she could have been tracked but the firearm just kind of they didn't even take that yeah and i well, i'm assuming now i really don't know about much forensic evidence back then or digital evidence i should say mm-hmm. Because I'm wondering, could they pick up when, well, I guess if you, if you don't use a cell phone, is it going to ping off towers? No, because like the Brian Schaefer case, remember, they never had any cell phone records because they don't believe that it was ever turned on. Yeah, but if hers was on, is it going to ping off because it's trying to get signal from other right yeah i would assume that's how it works they go yeah they go based off of the last time i'm wondering i mean granted i feel like it's way too long ago Mm -hmm. i mean i don't even know if they even knew that was a thing probably not but could they have done that back then i don't know that's something i was thinking of but yeah i don't know i don't know i don't i'm i know that wasn't a thing back then for Mm -hmm. sure it is very much now but i don't know if they even could go back that far and look into that honestly so I really don't know. But either way, so family and friends are certain that Sherry would not have just walked away from her life. She had no big debts, no marital or criminal problems, and never had given any indication that she was depressed or otherwise wanted to run away from her life. Moreover, Mary and Nikki both called the county coroner's office whenever an unidentified body has been found, hoping that perhaps at long last Sherry has been found. But so far, there have been no matches. Around the one-year anniversary of Sherry's disappearance, John filed for divorce, saying that he needed to move on with his life. Many people online think John has something to do with it, just because of his actions and the way he went about filing for divorce only after Mm -hmm. a year. That's not a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, people can look at it a few different ways. The police have never publicly claimed he is a suspect or acted as though he is. Sherry's family members also have never made any remarks to point fingers at John. They do not believe he had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And according to John, he was home all day. And if anyone knows anything that is not 
the best alibi, especially when no, you're alone. But there is obviously no evidence to indicate that he did have anything to do with it since he's never been listed or even looked into as a suspect. The only thing that I will say that was just a little confusing with John is how you had stated in the beginning that they were going to go out and have dinner and a motor- motorcycle show at mm-hmm. 530. So she was going to return at 430, but mm-hmm. he was napping. Yeah. So like while I'm sure maybe he was napping and hoping for her to be home, but I myself, if I know I have something going on, at 5.30, I'm not going to take a nap until like 5.15, 5.30, then wake up and be like, oh, snap, my wife isn't here. I guess I'll... My only thing I could say against that... That's the only thing that I'll say about that. That's the only thing, just for me. Yeah. But everyone's different, though. Yeah. Unless... I totally understand the aspect of just falling asleep on the couch though like if you're watching tv and you fall asleep and then you're like three hours later oh my god i just fell asleep Mm -hmm. and now i'm screwed because i'm not gonna be able to fall asleep tonight i have work tomorrow you know yeah so like there he could have easily fallen asleep on the couch or you know just chilling i don't know what he was doing exactly at home all day but that's a very possibility especially maybe he did yard work he got sweaty and tired he showered watched tv fell asleep yeah you know there's something devil's advocate for sure I just, me. But yeah. I'm also very, I'm, I like to be punctual. So if yeah. I know I have to be there, be somewhere at 530, I'm getting ready at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> the same, yeah. Also, I will say the biggest suspicious thing to me is the fact that he filed for divorce only after a year. Yeah. Like five years, 10 years, maybe. Like, I, I mean, not maybe. I would be more understanding. But only a year? Like, that's not a very long time. No, it's not. Especially when you think, okay, right now it's almost august so he filed for divorce (laughs) after she'd been missing for a year yeah now is there did he do that to like free up some of like her assets or something was there any reason behind it or he just wanted to no longer legally be married did he get remarried shortly after um so i didn't find anything in regards to him getting remarried but i think it was to i think it the way the articles described it and his family described it. It seemed like it was legal issues. Uh, But he was, according to her kids, which I do not think they're their kids. I think it is her daughter Mm -hmm. because they, she never like referred to him as dad. Okay. Or, you know, a fatherly figure Mm -hmm. because the way she described is, well, she, anything that was her mom's, he was not like, I have to keep because it's mine. He gave it freely to the kids. Mm hmm. But at least Nikki, she made it very peaceful. Like, it, it sounded like he wasn't holding on to dear life for all this stuff mm-hmm. or trying to sell her stuff or making money yeah. off it or anything like that. So he wasn't really being suspicious. No, he was very understanding and, you know, mm-hmm. gave what they wanted pretty much. So I, I don't know. I, I still think it's weird, but people grieve very differently. differently and mm-hmm. you can't judge people really until... I mean, unless he's, like, confessing, you can, but if he's not, you can't really judge because, for example, my grandpa, when my grandma passed away, he got rid of everything of hers. Like, mm-hmm. it, not rid of it as in thrown away. He gave it all to my dad because he couldn't even look at it. Yeah. He, he was so broken up about it, he couldn't mm-hmm. even think about it. So, I think that is a way of grieving, you know? Mm-hmm. I just think it's different for everyone, so who knows? I still think it's very strange because 
a year is not a very long time. No, it's like, not. what if she's freaking being held? I don't know. Like, yeah, what the heck? I, that's not a long time. But unfortunately, that's really all where the case stands today. There is very little information on this case. Granted, it's probably a lot of it is because it's in the news articles, paper wise. Mm-hmm. It's not in news news, uh, digital news, I should say. Because a lot of the links that I found in regards to this case are no longer available because it's so old, aka they've been deleted. So I think that's another reason there's mm-hmm. not a lot of information. But Which is crazy because 2000 was not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, it's like the <laughs> But technologically, though, it is. It was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, for sure. So I just think maybe um, there's probably more information, at least on news the physical copies of it which i don't have access to that i did email the library but they didn't get back to me at all yet so i don't know maybe if i'll get more information later Mm -hmm. i can put out a second episode or like a little update but as of right now that's all i have so sherry christine anderson known affectionately as sherry was a devoted mother of two and a loving grandmother to her two grandchildren family meant the world to her and she cherished her role as a grandmother deeply Professionally, Sherry worked as a social worker at the Washington State Department of Social and Health Services. For an impressive 15 years, she dedicated herself to assisting adult clients in transitioning to independence after receiving welfare support. Colleagues consistently described her as a dependable, hardworking, a testament to her commitment to her role. Sherry and her husband, John, made their home in Stanwood, Washington, a peaceful town located north of the Seattle suburbs. So it's technically not a Seattle suburb, but it's a suburb to the suburbs, pretty much. They enjoyed a harmonious relationship as affirmed by Sherry's closest friend, Mary. Mary considered Sherry as an adopted sister, and their daily phone conversations reinforced their bond. There was no apparent marital issues between Sherry and John, according to Mary. A shared passion for Harley-Davidson motorcycles united Sherry and John, who relished the freedom and excitement of riding together during their downtime. At the time of her disappearance, Sherry was 50 years old. At about 5'8", 130 pounds, biracial, she was white and Native American female. She had long brown hair, brown eyes, and Sherry had a tattoo on her left shoulder. I was not able to find a description of the tattoo, and I mean anywhere. Even in her missing report on the government website, it doesn't describe the tattoo. That's crazy. Which I think is really weird. Sherry also, her maiden name was... Saibon, S-I-B-O-N. So they're putting out there she may be using that last name. She is a registered Cherokee Indian. Sherry would be 73 this October. So she's been missing for 23 years. You know, mm-hmm. it's 2023 now, and there's still no sign of her, no nothing. Nothing of her items have ever been found. So then, of course, I was looking into what people are saying. And when I look into things like this, I look in reddit web sluice and then i also go on facebook and find any missing posters with of her face and her information and i look in the comments i try to reach out to anyone we possibly can obviously because they were there or they know her or knew her mary has been quoted a few times saying that she is suspicious of a client who had threatened sherry two weeks before her disappearance mary claims that this person has never been interviewed by the police someone had mentioned i'd be interested to know whether the gun she carried for protection was a recent purchase which is a good point because yeah. had she owned the gun prior to this incident or did she purchase it due to this incident right 
Like, was she feeling threatened? Yeah, which is in why she maybe purchased mm-hmm. it to feel more comfortable. The police have put Sherry's picture on the eight of clubs cards and passed them out in the Washington State prisons in hopes of generating leads by passing them out and then, you know, like, the inmates see it. This is a thing they do often, apparently, which I think is... That's smart. It's smart. I don't know why they put on cards. Maybe Oh, maybe, like, while they're using it or something. Like, they play games. I don't know. But they do that, and then, unfortunately, this led to nothing, though. It did didn't bring anything forward the inmates hadn't said anything so which makes me think that they really don't know because a lot of times they use that as leverage to get lesser time Mm -hmm. or more privilege to do other things so i did see someone in the comments say that maybe she was seeing someone they dropped her car off at the mall and something bad had happened and that's why she never returned i can understand because they didn't find anything in the Mm -hmm. car so that would be a valid because mm-hmm. like, if she drove straight there mm-hmm. and then got picked up by her affair yeah and then like they went and ran the errands together yeah that is a possibility for sure now granted you, i don't know i just feel like if that were the possibility at this time being 23 years old they would say something like it would be out in the public that there was someone else i just feel like there has has to be Maybe, but maybe nobody knew, and maybe this person that she was seeing, maybe they weren't a good person. Well, yeah, because I was thinking, because if, like, let's say they did run errands together, he he or she mm-hmm. could have easily been like, you run in, I'll stay in the car. You yeah. run in, I'll stay in the car. Mm-hmm. And then no one would see them together. Mm-hmm. So even if she did pick up her pictures and did run to Walmart, she would still be alone. Or maybe they had nothing to do with her disappearance, but they know that the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. They would probably be found guilty. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's better just to keep quiet. Yeah. One of the neighbors did come forward and was quoted saying that they saw John outside working in the front yard that afternoon. And they said that the vehicle wasn't there, as in Sherry's vehicle. Okay. But they they didn't say anything like suspicious was being done or, you know, anything. They just quoted. He was just working in the front yard. Yeah, they kind of were giving an... Not, I wouldn't call it an alibi. They were confirming that he was home. He was home. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, though, there's really no information out. It's just such a limited case. And unfortunately, it's due to time, Mm -hmm. for sure. You know, they also were making some good points in regards to John. Family and friends, like I said, they don't think he had anything to do with her disappearance. He was very cooperative in the investigation. He did not try and take any of her possessions. Family was able to come and pick up anything she wanted. So then I also saw a comment on, so people were commenting on the mall's security issue on cameras and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Someone commented, said, my sister worked in asset protection for Mervyn's in the early 2000s. Or no, she said specifically in 2000. She never wore a watch because she liked to zoom in on people shopping in the store and use their watches to tell time, like as a little funny joke to herself. So, I don't know the recording situation of all of them, but they obviously had cameras. Yeah. Because this girl is saying, and you know, to me, I feel like why would someone come forward and lie about something so stupid? Yeah. I feel like it's a pretty, I wouldn't say like 100% reliable, but it's definitely a thing to think about. Like this, typically if one has them, they all have them because they're Mm -hmm. they're chain stores. It's not like it's a mom and pop shop. So, that's something worth noting, I think. I question and wonder is, was there any evidence in the car in regards to fingerprints on the outside, the door handles, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I don't know if they 
did that to the car. I don't know if they collected evidence from it other than Well, it seems like police haven't really released anything at all. Mm-mm. They don't suspect it's foul play. So are they basically just kind of writing it off like, oh, she probably took off. There's really nothing else to look at. So yeah. they're not looking into it anymore. Exactly. And then was the husband really looked into from what everyone's saying? It more, to me, it kind of sounds like because he was acting so cordial and cooperated, mm-hmm. he kind of wasn't looked into. Yeah. And he was looked as like this innocent dude that just lost his wife, possibly. Yeah. And they're kind of just like taking him as like not I don't want to say a softy but you know like kind of like oh, oh he couldn't have done it yeah there's you no know? way it was him yeah so then was he actually looked into it I don't know it does it doesn't seem like he really was honestly so then another thing to think about is in the early 2000s cash was used way more like we had said earlier mm-hmm. so no bank records I don't think is the craziest thing to me no it's not People store cash in their house, mm-hmm. especially even to in 2000s. Even now, people store cash in their house. You know, if they're paid from this, this, and that, oh, my friend borrowed oh, yeah. 200 from me and gave me cash 200 My mom has a friend who her father passed away recently, and they had to clean out his house to put mm-hmm. it up for sale. And they found throughout the house, just in random places, over $30,000 worth of cash. Oh, my God. Because that's just the type of people they were. Yeah. They would have cash, like change left over. They mostly dealt with cash. And they would just put it in random places in drawers, in empty, like, coffee containers. So as they're cleaning out this house, they find all this money. So it's... Definitely a possibility. That's freaking insane. And some people I know still only use cash. They don't even have a credit card to their name. Yeah, because they're crazy and they think the government's going to (laughs) just do whatever. Who knows what. Or they just don't want to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's like she easily could have had enough cash to go grocery shopping Mm -hmm. and only did grocery or not grocery shopping, Christmas shopping and only planned on using cash. So, you know, her not using her bank statement. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, long term. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what she would do, but at mm-hmm. least within that day, it would make sense. Other than that, that's really all I have for us today. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Sharon Christine Anderson, please contact the Everett Police Department at 425-257-8483. There was a $20,000 reward for information that led to information to finding Sherry, but I couldn't find anything to confirm that it is still the case of like mm. there it's still active mm-hmm. um so take that with a grain of salt because if you have information don't expect 20 grand <laughs> you Just might not get it <laughs> so as always thank you for listening to crime connections if you have any news tips or cases you want us to look into please feel free to email us or dm us we love hearing from you guys thank you bye